with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. The, 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 middle. the middle. Hey, don't worry about it. Cam Newton says there's no reason to panic. I'm not even panicking. Like, I've skipped panic. I've just given up. How are we supposed to take this team seriously? There's just no sizzle to Cam Newton with hoodie. Belichick has become really a non-factor in my life. You know, he used to be <laughs> the thorn in my back. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, you know, I should have two Super Bowls right now, and he stole one of them by cheating. The Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Live from the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, it's The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. I get out there and do it. Pulls up, three pointer. Welcome back to The Fix. We are live in the Prop Swap Studios, and yes, Meek Mill was in the backdrop of the Masters theme music. It's the remix. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> that's, that's, as, uh, that's as creepy as it's going to get here uh, in the Prop Swap Studios. One hour down, two more to go, and I'm excited to start this hour off uh, with my my guy Kelly Bidlin from the Visa Network, and you can hear him all over 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Um, most recently, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. before the fix goes live. He does a great job over at Visa, and I've just been hearing him talk so much Masters, and he's been doing. You know, I, I kind of swindled my way into making him a weekly appearance on The Fix. I don't even know if he's realized that yet, but um, <laughs> he's he's back again. And, uh, Kelly, let's let's get into this, man. I'm, I am so excited that we have the Masters in November. I know you are, too. Oh, absolutely, man. And we're, we're talking about the Masters uh, this weekend and then, you know, hopefully in about another six months. So it's, pre- it's pretty incredible what this is uh, – I'm not really sure. I just tried to do like the golf impression. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, I can't touch Jim Nance with a 10,000 foot pole, but I, how was it? Was it okay? Right, <laughs> um, um, right. I love you, man. It, we need to work on that. Man. We're going to do some work before, before you hit the links and start calling, you know, call it golf. Yeah, we, we got to get the golf call back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, I got a long way to go. Um, so that's why I cut it off real quick. Um, all right. So let's, let's get into it here. Um, I don't know where to start because I have so much notes. Let's, let's just start with, the top of the odds board slash leaderboard with uh, the DeChambeau's of the world, the Justin Thomases, um, you know, and DJ. He's a guy that I'm rooting for besides a guy that I bet on. So at the top of that five to ten list there, who's a guy that, that you've already bet on and uh, someone that you like to compete on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is, I mean, I think we're going to get a great tournament, and, and we know how the Masters works. It's usually guys that, uh, you know, it usually cut, the winner's usually near the top of the odds board, um, and it's usually a guy who's played well here before. 
Um, you know, some of the guys, you got a mix of that at the top of, top of the odds board this year. But honestly, if you told me, if anybody told me that they love Bryson, Dustin Johnson, John Rum, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Xander, I mean, if you told me you loved any of those guys this week, I'd say, I, I think they got a good chance. I, I mean, honestly, I think they got a decent chance. Um, as far as what I did, um, and, and you, you, I'm not on Dustin Johnson. I will say a lot of the a lot of statistical stuff that I go off of um, in, 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 in when preparing for the Masters here. I mean, DJ, he's at the top of most of them, and, and he is uh, or near the top at a, of a lot of them. And it, the, the one that's you always got to talk about at the Masters is second, the second shot and the approach. So mm-hmm. looking at strokes gained approach, in the past 24 rounds overall, Dustin Johnson leads lead the tour in that. Uh, Brooks Kepka right behind him. Uh, number two, Zach Johnson, Bubba Watts, and Sung J.M. round up five there. So I, I'm not on DJ, uh, but that is, I, again, I cannot knock that one at all. I, I think that's a, pre, that's a pretty good thing. I am heavy on Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, this week, Ryan, and I'll tell you more than anything else, more than any other handicapping stat I could possibly give you, it's just a FOMO play. It is one yeah. of those where I cannot possibly sit by on my couch <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday and watch him bomb it, you know, 400 plus yards down the freaking fairway, and then and then uh, you know he goes on winning easily, and me not having a ticket on it. I it's like. Uh, uh, and, and I, he had a quote today. I forget exactly what the number was, but he he was saying something like, "I'm playing this at par 67 because he thinks he can get, uh, you know, five shots easy off the course with how how he's driving the ball right now." So honestly, when we talk top of the top of the odds board, that's that's the only guy that I have an outright bet on is Deshambo there, and I'm pretty heavy on him. That's a uh, uh, it's one of those where I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if everybody else played well, but that distance is just giving Bryson, Bryson the advantage he needs this weekend. Yeah, and I, I have a bet on him too, and I think my DJ pick is and bet is a little bit with my heart. I've just always been a fan of DJ uh, and rooting for him and want him to win the Masters this year for whatever reason, so it's a little bit with my heart, and of course he's at the top of the uh, favorites as far as odds go. So that's that's my logic there. It's not the best insight. But when, when you move down the, the odds list a little bit, then you start to get into the Patrick Reeds of the world, you know, around 30 to 1, depending on where you're shopping, the Bubba Watsons of the world. He's Bubba Watson may be the most popular, air quotes, value pick, Kelly. Um, so when you move into that next tier, w- what stands out to you? What do you like? Yeah, great, uh, and I'm glad you set that up with Bubba because this was a guy that, uh, I mean, when he talks history at the Masters, he's won it twice. You talk about statistical, all the statistical categories that matter the most. He's up there uh, on a lot of them. He is maybe the most popular name I've heard this week amongst uh, respected mm-hmm. golf bettors betting him. Uh, Ryan, I got to tell you, I, I, I had no intention of betting him because when you use that word value, there's, there's so many times that word can be taken taken in. It's just used too regularly and, and doesn't really give the true definition of what it means. And in a situation like this, you can look at it two ways. You can say, okay, well, Bubba Watson around 30, 35 to 1 or whatever he might be at your book. Um, you know, for a guy who how well he's done at the Masters before, that's a lot of value. I could spin it another way, though. For a guy that 
he's been around closer to 100 to 1 on most of his tournaments in the mm. past six months, well, then you're, there's not a lot of value. You know what I mean? Yeah. So i got to be honest. I, I, because of that, I had, didn't have much intention of playing him this week. It, but when I went price shopping last night here in Vegas, I, I was able to find a 37 to 1. So I did end up playing him small on the outright market. That was uh, the only – the only market I played him in though was was on the outrights in thirty seven to one. I'll give you a couple more in that in that range. Uh, Tony Finau, I love this week. Uh, that's that's one you've uh, you probably heard brought up a couple times. Yep. He is just a top twenty machine. I, I have another bet on him, uh, pretty large, finished top twenty. Um, he's played well here before. Uh, this I, this is a guy that again up there on a lot of the statistical categories that I, that matter to me. Um, that is a, I would say, a, probably a bigger bet than, than usual for a guy that I'm getting at 38 to one for myself. Um, Webb Simpson, this is a guy we discussed heavily on the show tonight. For anybody that was listening earlier, this, this was one where uh, Matt Brown, our co- one of our co-hosts, was uh, just his models that which he was crunching numbers on. Uh, Webb Simpson was coming out in, in his model as the uh, if running the tournament a thousand times, he, he, w- he was winning it the fourth most. And, and, and wow. crunching numbers more, that was uh, uh, th- that really stood out to me uh, as I was looking through that more during the show and after our show tonight. And here's kind of the opposite of what I just said about Watson. Webb Simpson's been around 15 to 30 to 1 for most of the tournaments the past six months. Well, you can go find him around 50 to 1 right now. So... Uh, that that was one that I added I added this evening, um, and then also in that range, Matthew Wolf I played, um, and uh, I'm just a Matthew Wolf fan, Ryan. I, I gotta tell you, I, I love the swagger this kid this kid brings. It's just it's one of those newer wave of golfers where they they like Bryson, where he, they just he just doesn't think anybody can beat him. You know, what I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I love that kind of confidence yeah. going into this kind uh, into a Masters with a Masters field, and this guy. Just has that confidence. So that's uh, those are all my outrights in, th- in that range. And then I took a couple long shots uh, played on Kevin Kisner and Siwoo Kim. I've heard a lot about uh, Siwoo si Kim as well. Uh, we're talking with Kelly Bidlin from Vison. Follow him on Twitter at Kelly K E L L E Y V S I N. A great follow on Twitter, uh, Kelly. So there's there's a lot I want to ask you about, and I'm going to transition away for a second because. I enjoy these types of discussions with you. We've talked about it with football, with live bets. What's the smartest way to bet golf in general and obviously the smartest way to bet this tournament, the Masters, because we're still picking needles and haystacks talking about who we like, value, whether it's Bubba, whether it's DeChambeau. And there's so much that's being offered on these wagering menus. So in your mind, what's the best way to go about betting this? It may not be what we're talking about right now to start the conversation yeah they uh it, it, it's a great question i think for golf betters for their uh um you know so many of the new the new books that we have available to us you guys have in new jersey it's awesome and the betting menus that are up at DraftKings and some of these other books is it's just amazing and, and it's that offers so much opportunity for anybody who is um, I would say even a mild uh, golf better to to a very big golf better. It's a uh, uh, you, you know outrights are, are fun. Don't get me wrong; it's great to sit or sit around for four days and hit a seventy to one or something. That's fantastic if that ever you know if that happens to you. But you could bet. 
I, I mean, you know, when I was younger, basically all I would bet was golf outrights. And it's really hard to judge how well you're doing as a golf handicapper if you have one season where, okay, you could have a season where you maybe hit six or seven outright, and, you know, you think you're the best in the world. Nobody can touch you when it comes to betting this golf thing, and it's simple. But you could go then the next season and not win a single one or win one and see so many of your bets that you just bet to win it all, and those guys finish, you know, in seventh place or tied for six. And it doesn't it – shouldn't, you shouldn't read into your handicapping in a negative way if that happens. You're close. We're, we're talking about pitting, picking the winner of a golf tournament when some of these golf tournaments, the U.S. Open had 140 players or something this year. I mean, you're talking about picking one guy out yeah. of 140 people. It's really <laughs> tough to do that. So I think for guys, people that are trying to get more serious at this, if look at other all these other markets that are available. And, you know, a lot of times with golf, it's not just who do you like, it's who do you not like? Who do you think not going to show up at a tournament? Um and it, I think that's a good way. I play a lot of matchups, and, and I, I, I think, I, you know, I'm part of a large group of people where it's been pretty much auto-fade Tiger for uh, the better part of the last few years. Um, you know, obviously, he's the Masters defending champion. I'm not going to take away from what he did in 2019. It was incredible. Um, but, frankly, the markets have caught, caught up to that a bit. I have, I have one matchup, uh, uh, Matthew Wolf over him. Um, but I'm laying about minus 135 there, I think. And there really wasn't, as far as in Vegas when I was shopping around, there really wasn't any other matchups that were any that I thought really offered offered much value uh, if, uh, from that perspective. So that's the only one I ended up playing. And most of the events that Tigers played in the past, especially since the restart, I have basically auto bet every matchup against them. So it, it, those are. Those are things, but, the, you know, the top 20 markets, top 10, there's so much to look at, and it's just it's just seeing what you do. And we, right, you know, I've talked about this before, where it's, it doesn't matter if you're betting a dollar dollar or $1,000 or more or whatever, or if you're just getting into this for the first time. See what you like, make a list, see how you do, track it over time, and then maybe you start betting betting something or you start betting more. Uh, you know, it's, it's an easy way to do it. People, people obviously, it's easy to get too aggressive on these type, type of things and overextend yourself as far as what you're betting. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Um, fading Tiger has been the, a common theme um, when, when talking about the Masters uh, that starts tomorrow morning. What about the leader after round one bets? Because you can get Bryson DeChambeau at DraftKings in New Jersey here, leader after round one. 14 to 1 plus 1400 DJ 14 to 1 Rory 22 to 1 Kepka 25 to 1 to be the leader after round 1 tomorrow. Yeah, so this is a mark this is a market I don't do much with um, yeah. only because only because you want to have outs. You, you know all these all these things that we talk about we're talking you know even betting outright. Okay, you know I, I went through I think seven guys I've got outright bets on. Well, it's going to be a lot more than that by the end of the tournament because if I've got guys that are doing well, well, it's going to be kind of hedging off them a little bit throughout the tournament by picking up other guys or perhaps playing, you know, no prices on them to win it. There, You know, there's ways to give yourself outs to still lock in some profit. Now, leader after round one, this is interesting. This is an interesting market. And this is the great, a great example of the difference between what, what's going on uh, as far as books, book offerings in Las Vegas right now, 
and almost everywhere else in the country where it's legal, where you've got the DraftKings and the FanDuel's and the points bets and everybody else. Because leader after round one, you can find that market in Vegas, but you can't live bet it at all. I believe that DraftKings and some of these other sports, you can live bet that during round one. So if I had the, the ability to do that, I would be I would be far more interested in this in this market because you don't want to. I mean, Bryson at fourteen to one, great, but like you you don't want him to be sitting in the clubhouse, uh, you know, whenever he finishes up tomorrow and he's leading by three strokes, and then you've got to sit there in agony waiting to see if nobody anybody's going to catch him or anything like that, you know. So you you kind of want the you want the ability to hedge off a little bit live, at least in my opinion. Um, so w- without the ability to do that, that's not one that I typically look at, a market that I typically typically look at. But I would say there are there are st- uh, stats out there for this kind of stuff. I you know Sun J M I know is a guy who historically has started hot in round in, in the first round. Uh, th- there are I know guys that play this market and it is it's a completely different handicap, you know, because you don't have to. It's just one round of golf. You don't need to rely on a guy for you know for a full round of golf uh, for full four rounds of golf. It's just one. So it's not one I'm going to have any recommendations for. But absolutely, I think with uh, it's just another market where you have a chance to make some money. Yeah, I mean the Masters is the futures market with instant gratification. Then you throw in round one bets. That's instant gratification supersized. I mean, you're, you can get these crazy odds that you typically have to wait a lifetime for. Um, boom, same day. So that's the enticing part for all these exactly. betters here. And, and that, is why you're, that is why you're seeing those bigger numbers, though, mm-hmm. those guys, right? You're seeing the bigger numbers on Bryson and DJ and, and Rob and Rory, all those top guys. Bigger numbers in round one because there's more variance. There's a, more of a chance that some random guy is going to end up in leading after round one. But over four days, there's a much better chance those guys at the top are going to finish at the top. Yeah. The, the, the cream rises to the top, as, as we know exactly. so well. Um, so you said something a couple minutes ago about hedging out of potential some of your potential bets. And I talk a lot about that on this show because we're in the Prop Swap studios. And Luke Pergandy, one of the founders of Prop Swap, co-hosts with me every Monday night. And we were talking about this on Monday, Kelly. And we talk about this with NFL, everything in the futures market. You can make these bets like it's the stock market. You can go make a bet on Colin Morikawa to win the tournament, not expecting him to win, but you get him at 40 to 1, and all of a sudden on Saturday morning, he's 10 to 1, and that's where you make your money halfway through the tournament. You don't have to expect these guys to win it all. Are you going about placing any of your bets like that? Yeah, I mean, that is the, uh, you know, basically the idea of how I'd be live betting throughout the weekend. But, I mean, like what you're talking about, PropSwap, a fantastic company. And that is so, I I mean, I that those guys are genius with that idea. It's fantastic. The one time that uh, uh, I I very much considered using them and didn't didn't end up using it, and I completely regret it, uh, was my Heat 75-1 to ticket I had uh, to win the NBA uh, Finals. And, uh maybe got a little too cocky heading into the uh, into the finals there and didn't didn't uh, didn't go and sell that thing on prop on prop swap. But uh, no, that, I mean that is that's a lot of what I'm talking about. And right. they and they give you another opportunity and for some people it's an easier opportunity to do to do exactly what you said. Is it is it is it a guy you've got a seventy one to t- 70, 70 to one ticket on and Saturday rolls around and he's sitting at the top of the leaderboard. Great, go if if you feel like you can get a good price, 
go lock in that profit. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, so 35 to one is, uh, is an amazing, uh, uh, cash out as well, you know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Uh, and, and we're talking about all the, the wagering options here for the masters. What about the prop market? So golfer props, uh, tournament props, and, you know, I'm not saying this should be zeroed in on as a way to really make serious money or to take it really seriously. But with the market, especially out here, as you mentioned, Kelly, just expanding with what what these books are offering. Um, is there anything that you looked at, whether it's nationality props, uh, anything of the sort? So glad you led me into this, Ryan. So the uh, <laughs> they uh, don't do me wrong. I think there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of these that. Uh, you know, tournament props of, uh, you know, what's the cut line going to be or number of players or winning margin. Any player to uh, score a 62 or lower, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of throwing darts, right? Yep. I mean, I mean, there, there's a little bit of handicap in there, but but not much. It, it's, it's throwing some darts. Um, but when you talk about the nationality ones, the college ones, these are, this is where I just, I, 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 I love these. I love these. And this is, there is one at DraftKings right now that uh, that I was in, that I played, and this is probably my favorite bet of the tournament. Continental top continental European player, John Rahm at minus one fifty nine, is uh, so underpriced in my opinion because he is up against. Uh, well, there's about eight guys on this list, but the only ones that really matter are Francesco Molinari and Henrik Stenson, and they. Uh, have not uh, exactly done much lately, and if I pull up where they're at, uh, it's probably going to take a while for me to even find where they're at on the actual futures board. Um, Hendricks, uh, I believe, around a hundred to one, and um, yeah, I was going to say too long. I don't know, but but the point is, these guys are both about a hundred to one or even or even longer odds. And all I got to lay is one fifty nine on Rom, basically to just beat those two guys. Count me in. Sign me up. Big time on that one, Ryan. That that is literally my favorite bet of this tournament is that one right there. Wow. Yeah. No, I I love those bets, too. I've been looking at them a lot uh, over the past couple days, and now I I think I'm going to join you. You just sold me on the John Rahm Top Continental European player. I have it pulled up right here. Uh, on my DraftKings app. So, all right, good stuff, Kelly, man. I, I really appreciate it. We just whipped through a lot. Uh, is there anything else that, that we missed? I feel like there is, but I guess just to sum it up, your top plays, um, two to four top plays for the Masters tomorrow. Yeah, again, the one we just talked about, John Rahm, top continental European. Um, I do like uh, – I'm heavy on Bryson DeChambeau for the outrights. Uh, Tony Finau pretty heavy on him as well. Uh, Tony Finau, I got top 20. I think if you played anything top 20, top 10, top 5 with Finau, I couldn't knock that. Um, and if you can find a, a player you like at a good price over Tiger Woods, I, I think that's a pretty good bet. I, I like Matthew Wolf this week, so that is the one matchup I did play against Tiger. Um, I believe that same matchup is up at DraftKings as well, around, uh, around that same number, of minus 135. Um yeah, I would say those are probably my favorite of the week. The other one was, uh, you know what, Siwoo Kim, even money to be top 40. I, I like that one as well. There you go. Kelly Bidlin dropping knowledge on y'all. You better listen. If you don't listen to me, I understand. You better listen to him. Follow him on Twitter at Kelly Vison. Kelly with an E, K-E-L-L-E. Uh, why there at VEASAN Network does a great job. I listen to him nightly here before I jump on at 10 p.m. Kelly, best of luck to you, my friend, and we'll be catching up soon. 
Ryan, you're the man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, brother. There he is. Uh, he does such a great job. Love chatting with him. Um, and you know what? I, I, I changed it up with him, right? Like, I, I changed it up. Let's. We typically bring Kelly on to talk heavy NFL. And, you know, now my NFL previews for Week 10 may lack a little bit, right? We, we, we lost a hell of a soldier here when we transitioned to NFL Week 10. <laughs> um, but this is a special week. This is the Masters Week, and uh, I want all the insight I really want to focus in on that, and tonight's the final night to do that before we tee off in the first round. But like we mentioned, like I've mentioned on my own, like Kelly and I just mentioned right there in that segment, live betting is real, and we talk about it all the time, but especially now for the Masters. If you didn't get your bets in right now and it's late and you don't want to force anything, fine. Like, go hang out, watch the first round tomorrow or follow it, however it may be. Um, See how the field is doing. And you can make bets live. You can make bets after round one, whatever it may be. But there's just so many different avenues that you can start to walk down as far as how to bet the Masters. And it all starts tomorrow morning. Um, and we're going to have all of the coverage for you on the fix on Thursday night and, of course, Friday night to really preview the the final two rounds of the Masters on Saturday and Sunday, round three rounds three and four, recap rounds two and one. Tomorrow night we'll be recapping round one, previewing round two, and I can't wait. Gonna take our first break of the second hour. Much more still ahead. Let's get into some NFL, shall we? Phone lines are open. 609-601-3290. 